Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm joined with Ash again. She's been here all day. Hi. No, she hasn't been here all day. She's got a lot of work to do. She's been trying to uh, save the world and uh, working on election fraud. That's right. But, There's lots of it. But Ash, they said that there was no election fraud. Safest and most secure election in history. And then what happened today? Oh, what happened today? Well, we went today, we went from, at first it was, there was no issues. This was the safest and most secure election in history, no fraud whatsoever. Then it was, okay, maybe there were some mistakes, but we can't call that fraud. Then it was, okay, there was fraud, and it might even be coordinated, but it, it wasn't widespread, didn't impact the outcome. Now it's, okay, so, it's widespread, but so there's nothing we can do. There's widespread, and there's nothing we can do about it. So, so I want to get back to that, because I think that's the most important part of what we're dealing with is that they're now admitting, they're now admitting that there is widespread fraud. Widespread fraud. Not, hey, there's a little bit of fraud, but widespread fraud across, and they know that it's in the machines. They know. On one side, you have the Secretary of State of Colorado talking about this bill that basically would consolidate power. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, you have Voss today in Wisconsin who came forward and said, when asked, do you believe that there was widespread fraud? And he answered, yes, but there's nothing we can do about it. So guys, I want you to hit the share button. We have a guest right now, uh, Peter Berninger. Did I say that right? I think I said it right. I think you said it right. Yes. He is a warrior who is fighting in Wisconsin. I want you to introduce yourself to everyone, if you will, Peter. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Peter Berniger. I'm uh, leading a uh, volunteer group in the state of Wisconsin. We're uh, just over 1,600 volunteers across the state, and we are working on 27 different projects right now, each one uh, involving election fraud. Just, but, but I thought there was no election fraud, Peter. I'm confused. Well, anything that is illegally uh, that occurred during the election is election fraud and from the Zuckerberg uh, bribery grants that are uh, pub pretty much public knowledge now to one of our key product uh, projects that we're focusing on is uh, finding phantom voters which which I think is more appropriately defined as illegally cast ballots mm -hmm. so there's fraud uh, the more we look it's the same similar saying uh, the more we look the more we find well, so let's talk about that. We need to put the stuff on Telegram, please, guys. It's not up on Telegram yet. But uh, listen, let, let's talk about what happened today. So you've got, some, you've got some breaking news that happened today in Wisconsin. Yes, with uh, Robin Voss, he held a um, so-called meeting and was supposed to listen to uh, some constitutional experts that the uh, 
election can't be decertified. Well, that's not that's not true or accurate at all. Oh, and here it can be, and there's several different ways. One is through the U.S. Constitution, the plenary powers that it grants the states uh, exclusive uh, remedies for the uh, state elections. And there's another way. There's a state statute where in Wisconsin you can challenge directly to the county board of canvassing and that's one of our plans that we are going to be doing shortly uh, where you can uh, file a challenge for the county to decertify and that's why we've been working on this phantom voter project since uh, early November. It took us uh, six months to develop the method of how to find them. So, so you have phantom voters that are going through the system being placed in these machines on one side, on the, other, on the other side, you have also bloating of the voter rolls in Wisconsin that seems like it was done almost systematically, if you look at the well, map. Well, we, we have um, we've reason to believe, uh, based on evidence about the, uh, there's 185 upwards, some of our colleagues think there's 250,000 uh, planted voters, fake voters sitting on the uh, WISVOTE Wisconsin State Registration Database. We have been finding them. We are over now 38,000 that we have verified uh, through volunteers, through hard work. It's very tedious. It's one by one. And there's about 12 different ways that they're doing it. You'll find they'll use a real address, a real last name, and then a fake first name. And that's a very common one. Uh, they get them on the roll. And then they use them when needed. We're seeing a little bit of a, a switch from uh, some of them who were used in 2018 and weren't used in 2020, but they added some new ones by inflating the, the registration rolls. And so we saw news explode today when Representative Rantham was uh, kicked out of the, the meeting. Can you tell us a little bit about the meeting? Were you, were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't. So I, I probably shouldn't comment on it. I was not All there. Right. I just heard third hand. But, but, and just so you know, we're going to have another surprise guest that's going to be on with us. It's going to give us firsthand knowledge of what actually happened in that meeting. It was sitting in the meeting. Um, okay. One we'll send you his number right now. So we're trying to get the guest on so we can have him join us as well. So you weren't in the meeting, but but I did hear today that, that Tim... Uh, Ranthan was kicked out of the meeting. Yes, he was. Um, and uh, from what I was told uh, by a person who was there is that he was uh, kicked out because he's running for governor. And that was uh, Robin Voss's words or reason why he kicked him out. So he's kicked out because he's a candidate. Robin correct. Voss is also a candidate. Isn't that correct? No, Voss isn't, but Voss is uh, Robin not, Voss is, uh, yeah. is supporting uh, uh, Rebecca Cleefish. No, in he's fact, not a candidate just, for governor, but he is a candidate. He's being primary. He is, right, he is so, a candidate in the August primary for a, uh, assemblyman, yes. So he's so it's not it's not the candidate thing. It's the governor candidate specifically that disallowed Rantham from being in the room. According to Voss, yes. You know, I, I find it fascinating that um, the people have done, and, and Peter, you've done an amazing amount of work in Wisconsin, but the people across the country just won't quit. And I think that they expected that people would just crawl under a rock and, you know, they would shame people or use the system, the weaponize the systems that they have, which is mainstream media and social media. 
and technology against people and that they would just say, all right, we're not going to, we're, we're just going to have to leave it alone. We can't, we have to accept it for what it is. Um, do, do you feel like in Wisconsin specifically that there's a growing uh, animosity or anger towards leadership that, that they've allowed this to happen and that they're, they're basically turning their back on the people of Wisconsin? It is, and that's an interesting point that you make, is that first, I think the reason why the, the people keep um, uh, harping on this issue and, and investigating on uh, citizens' grassroots is that, we, as I mentioned earlier, we're finding more and more and more. And uh, we, 27 different projects we're working on, as I mentioned, and each one, uh, you could have a full-time crew investigating with uh, attorneys and professional investigators. Um, and it's just the every corner you look in, you find more. Then what we ran into, we weren't fighting the Democrats so much. We, we ran smack into fighting the Republicans. The Republicans want to cover this up and move on. And uh, Robin Voss controls the state of Wisconsin. So he goes around and telling uh, the assembly people and the state senators what to do. And uh, uh, unfortunately, most of them have been following him blindly like a, like a lost puppy. Um, and uh, very few with backbone. Um, they're all in it together. But you have to understand Robin Voss controls them through money and committee chairs and uh, if you don't do what he says, uh, you will not get a co committee chairmanship. You will not get the committee that you want to sit on. Uh, you'll be re rendered to a, uh, a tiny little office on the fourth floor of the Capitol um, with 1960s furniture. And I'm not making that up. That's exactly what happened to Tim Rantham. Rantham wouldn't pay the, the $10,000, $12,000 a year that Voss demands be paid. It's a pay to pay-to-play scheme that Voss has, and we just obtained the 990 documents this week showing uh, that most of the assembly people are paying Voss, and then he gives them favors in return. So he's controlling what, what they do or what they say, and if, if they don't toe the line, he, he punishes them. So then they need to represent Voss and not their constituents. Exactly, exactly. To represent the party. So, so, so there's a betrayal that's happening. And I just want to slow this down for those that are joining us. There's breaking news coming out of Wisconsin. We're going to talk a little bit more about what that breaking news is. And um, actually, uh, you know, maybe we should just break it here. I mean, Peter, there's, there's some significant information that came out about an individual who was building an app and had full access to the voting information on the night of the 3rd of November 2020. Is that right? Well, I think there's more than one. Um, uh, CTCL people um, were involved in this, and uh, of course the five Zuckerberg city city clerks and mayors, um, if if that's what you're referencing, um, and uh, uh, especially Claire Woodall Vog, the the right. city commissioner in uh, in the city of Milwaukee. So in in Milwaukee on election night, that's where we saw F curve voting right that's where we saw the the ballots dumped in where we saw the, the the jump in in counting that made an f on on the graphs that we showed and i see that we now have draza smith joining us hey draza hey that's a very important story if i may tell that Please. quickly all right clara woodall vogue is the head of the election commission and she is the one, by the way, we have the emails that brought in the Brennan Law Center. The Brennan Law Center 
was uh, funded by George Soros. That's proven with documentation. And uh, Claire brought in the Brennan Law Center, who brought in CTCL, who brought in uh, the people like uh, Mark Spitzer Rubenstein and Hillary Hall, uh, who actually came in and ran our elections. But specifically addressing what Claire did on the uh, November 4th at about 3.30 a.m., she claims that she left the memory stick with the absentee ballots. There's about 169,000 of them on that memory stick. Um, roughly 144,000 were for Biden, uh, she claimed, and the others were for Trump. She, she got in the police escort. It's car number uh, 512 of the city uh, police a squad car. And then she makes this big drama that she for, uh, forgot the stick. So they turn around and drive back and they get the stick. And two eyewitnesses have come forward to us now and have told us that uh, she switched the stick. She switched the stick when she was sitting in the car. One of her helpers was switching the stick and uh, replacing it with more Biden votes on that stick. And this is so concerning that the two police officers went to the FBI. Justice Gableman was on video last week saying this. The two police officers went to the FBI and reported her behavior. One of the police officers were told, witnessed her switching the sticks. Okay, so we have a police officer, we have a police officer that, that went to the FBI and said that the stick was actually switched. And if you remember way back when, we actually played the video. It was pretty dramatic. Went back in, took the stick out, got, got in the car, and then somehow the stick disappeared. Yeah. Right? And uh, I want to add uh, uh, a preface to that event was the, uh, the weeks leading up to it is Claire was printing uh, ballots uh, using the ESNS ballot on demand machine, you can see it in the uh, on their website. That machine prints ballots at three one per th uh, for every three seconds. She had two machines running. One of the uh, a tall, a tall black guy with his uh, short hair from Chicago was up in that room in that back conference room, a room five hundred one in Claire's office, printing the ballots for three weeks before the election. They took those documents along with absentee applications to match them up with the ballots. They took them up to the sixth floor, and Claire had a team sitting up on the sixth floor filling out those absentee applications and the ballots. It, it, it is as bad as a Nicaraguan Panama um, election. It's horrible what she did. But Peter, the, the FBI never came forward with this information in November, and they knew about this information in November. They knew about this information before the 5th or 6th of, of November because a police officer actually came forward, and, and maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but came forward almost immediately. But I do not know exactly what the police officers, both of them, went to the FBI. I do not know exactly what they told the FBI. But they killed the FBI that the, the sticks were switched. Correct. That right. the, the whole um, ruse of her leaving and forgetting the stick was a ruse and uh, a cover-up. And th that gave her um, reason to come back and, uh, uh, and, and get the second stick that was preloaded with more Biden uh, ballot, ballots. And that's exactly when you saw that big spike. When she, There's also video. You can see it on the Internet. There's video of her. Uh, alone with no poll observers uh, loading that stick into the machine 
nobody was watching her, but there was a video camera on, and you can see the video. And this is the kind of behavior that we saw in Georgia with the suitcases pulled out, not a stick, but paper ballots. We saw this in New Hampshire with memory cards being wiped um, on camera. And we're still told there's no there's no evidence of fraud. It's the safest and most secure election. Well, well listen, we're starting to put all the pieces together. And, and in Arizona was the first, actually Arizona was not the first step. Antrim County was the first step where they found out that there was, uh, the logs were all deleted in the machines. Now they were learning as they went on how the machines worked, but ASOG actually came out with a report that said that it, that the machines were designed to defraud the American voter. It act, they actually said that. It was one of the first things that came out, and it was explained away in about five seconds by the media. They didn't, there was no curiosity. And then we move on to what happened, and we, we know that we had the same problem in Nevada. We know we had the same problem in Pennsylvania. We had the same problem in Wisconsin. We had the same problem in, in Arizona. We have the same problem in Colorado. And, and the data we've been able to get out of Colorado, we now have Tina Peters, who's the county clerk and recorder of Mesa County, who was charged, in essence, for standing up for the constituents in her community by a secret grand jury that was given information that is turning out to be, and, and I have, and I'm getting information from people on the inside that said, Joe, you should see, there is no, there is no proof of anything that Tina Peters did was illegal. There's no proof of it all. That this is all just a ruse. And it's so, a cover-up. And so, so you, you have this, but it's a massive cover-up. Yep. This is a massive cover-up of people in a party. Oh, I'm sorry, Peter. It's not just one party, is it? This is two parties. This is the elected leadership on both sides of the aisle that are standing in the way of the voice of the American people being heard. And we Let have me the tell proof. you a story. Last Wednesday about four o'clock in the afternoon, a female aide, and we know her name, of Robin Voss was standing outside of Voss's office. There were several state senators there who I witnessed this and heard it. And she was adamant and de uh, desperate for this one particular bill to be passed. It's uh, SB uh, 214, which turned into SB 946. That's a whole long story in itself. And uh, one of the senators, uh, what, what the bill does is it, permit, it would permit uh, absentee ballots to be opened and tabulated on Mondays before the election. And one of the senators asked this female aide in front of Robin's boss office last week, uh, why are you so concerned about this? Why are you so despaired about this? And she looked at him. She said, well, we're doing it too. And the senator asked I know who the senator is because I talked to him. Asked, well, what do you mean? And she says, we're ballot harvesting too. And I'll put my hand on the Bible and swear because I talked directly to that senator. And that's the story he told me, and he was an eyewitness to it. They're doing it too. They're going around ballot harvesting. Now, she did state also that they did it in, in certain districts that were close. Um, they weren't doing it statewide or, or in numerous uh, counties like uh, like the Democrats are. I, I have so to that's tell what you. we're up against in Wisconsin and why we can't get anything done. And then if, if you know now, Robin Voss shut down the legislature. So the meeting today, frankly, was 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 worthless to, to have in a sense because the legislature shut down until January of 2023 uh, and Robin Voss did that. And you could argue that's why he agreed to the meeting in the first place. 
right? Is that it was after it was after session was over? Of course. So, so I think we're at that place, right? I and mean, we, we just you just brought up a name, Mark Spencer Spitzer Rubenstein. Yes. It's a really bad he guy. Came in, he came in and ran the elections. Uh, he started with uh, Claire in the city of Milwaukee. He gravitated up to uh, Brown County, where city of Green Bay is, and he literally ran the elections. If you read the emails, there's uh, in this whole cabal, which it is in the truest sense of the word, there's right now there's 90, 135,000 emails. And some of them, uh, about 40,000, we don't have yet from the city Racine and other places. Uh, and those emails show, tell the whole story. And we have them in our possession. And it proves that Mark Spitzer Rubenstein was running the Green Bay election. He was getting free um, inside data from the uh, Claire, uh, even though he's up in Green Bay, uh, Central Count. He was getting free data on a daily basis of how many ballots were coming in, by which ward, by in what percentage, and uh, by what race, by white, black, and Hispanic. And he was getting that even on an hourly basis. He had a router paid by for by the taxpayers, a separate router that was sitting on the uh, central county, uh, city of Green Bay, ran, run up to his uh, hotel room in the Hyatt Convention Center on the eighth floor. He had direct results coming into his hotel room, and who knows what he did with that. And so he had the keys. He had the keys to the central count, and the email says, "Do not open this uh, election doors until Mark Spitzer Rubenstein okay's it." And Mark Rubenstein had the keys that the city of, uh, of uh, the mayor and the the new clerk, because the, the the first one left out of disgust, uh, gave him the keys and access to the central count. And just as you said, this is this isn't speculation. This is from their own emails that this were from received their own from emails. FOIA. That's correct. So, so what does that mean? I mean, again, I, and I say this, you know, in the, the the humblest of terms, we know that there's massive fraud. They're admitting there's massive fraud. They're also admitting that they're actually harvesting ballots on both sides of the aisle, right? Which means our entire system is fixed. Our entire system is fixed. It's broken. It is. And now they're trying to say that they're forcing us into a position where we have to have, uh, you know, voting machines. We know the voting machines are compromised. We haven't even started talking about Alderman's report, Professor Alderman's report coming out of uh, Georgia that shows the the um, massive amounts of, of problems with Dominion voting systems out of Georgia, who they've sealed and said nobody's allowed to have access to this. And here we're going into a primary right now in many states. <laughs> And there's no confidence in the voting system. None. And both sides are harvesting. So what do we do, Peter? What's the next step? How do we work the problem in this case? How do we work the problem? And before we move on real quick, I do have to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Enterforce. Uh, Enterforce is an amazing partner that we have right now. They are giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F-450 gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and $20,000 in cold hard cash. So conservative daily listeners will get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made by using the promo code CD21. That is Charlie Delta 21. Visit their, their site at enterforce.com. That's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Buy some gear and support our troops. We have an amazing deal with them right now. We've designed 
a free Our People t-shirt, and there's a sweatshirt as well, uh, and the proceeds will go to support the January 6th prisoners, uh, which we as Americans have not done enough for. Uh, so make sure that you go to enterforce.com, uh, use the promo code CD21, uh, get a thousand bonus entries, uh, support our troops, and uh, disclaimer, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win. Uh, purchase or payment will not improve chances of winning. I believe you will also get additional entries if you use the code CD10 as well. We, we ourselves are taking action of filing civil and also criminal complaints. And we believe is that until somebody gets convicted um, uh, of these crimes, and uh, there's also other ones who are filing criminal charges, such as attorney Eric Cardell for election bribery against the five um, Zuckerberg clerks, against the five Zuckerberg mayors. Until somebody gets convicted, the system's going to uh, perpetuate itself because they have no um, reason to stop. No one's, no one's uh, challenging them. We, we're joined now, Peter, by Jeff O'Donnell. Jeff, I'm sorry? And Dr. Frank. And Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank's here, too. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Let's just bring him in now. And Draza. And there's Draza. So we got, we got the whole crew here. I don't even know what to do here. This is like the dynamic duos. This, is, this, this brain trust right here is going to melt my computer screen in front of me, just so, just so we're clear. So uh, if, if we could jump... <laughs> if we could jump to, to Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank, you were in the meeting today with Speaker Voss and, yes. and probably with uh, Representative Rantham before he got kicked out. Tell us a little bit about what <laughs> yes, happened no in that room. So it was about an hour and a half long, and we're not supposed to discuss what we talked about. But immediately following that hour and a half, we basically told the public in front of the camera and the media everything we talked about. So <laughs> I feel pretty much at liberty to discuss what we talked about. Yes. I uh, won't quote anybody or, or, or and I won't nail any, you know, I won't pin anything on anybody. But just just to kind of introduce things after after Speaker Voss left the room, of course, the media mobbed him and they uh, recorded him. And there's about a three minute uh, message. I went ahead and posted it on my social media so you can see it, but it's on WISI. But basically, if you if you I'll quote him what he said, he said, quote, I believe there were problems with the election. I believe that it is why we have passed 17 different bills. We have the Gableman investigation that I know is showing many of the issues that are there. The problem gets down to what is the remedy? And I can explain that. But I just that was the first quote I took out of his interview just because I knew I was coming on here. Here's the second quote. He says, I already believe there was fraud that occurred. I think there was widespread fraud. And I think we're going to see more and more data that comes out as Jesselman Gableman continues his investigation, unquote. This is Speaker Voss speaking to the media after the meeting, okay? Here's so the Dr. Frank, Dr. Frank, we have yeah. the video. Do we not have the video? We have the video. Mr. Producer, do we have the video? Which video? Uh, it's about Voss. three and a half minutes. Voss's video, the first one I sent you. Okay, so can we go ahead and play that, I, Dr. Frank? I want to hear minutes. the I want to hear the quote, but let's take this three and a half minutes so we can get all of your no thoughts. It's about two yeah. minutes. I'm sorry, it's about two minutes long. This part is two minutes okay. long. So then we'll come back to you, and then I want to make sure we introduce everyone. This is breaking news that Robin Voss, the one that interfered with the ability for us to get to a place where this information can come out, now is admitting there's widespread fraud. Let's go ahead and play it. 
This is huge, yes. Uh, it's not about growing the support. I mean, everybody has a right to present their case. Everybody has a right to petition their government. Um, I have heard from an awful lot of folks who have concerns about the election. I believe there were problems with the election. I believe that's why we have passed 17 different bills. We have the Gabeman investigation that I know is showing many of the issues that are there. The problem gets down to what's the remedy. There are some people who think that the legislature has the unilateral ability to overturn the election. We do not. Constitutional scholars like Rick Essenberg, Jim Troopas, Donald Trump's own attorney in Wisconsin said we do not have that power. Um, I still believe that today. Uh, what they spent much of the time talking about, uh, that's a private conversation, but basically they are trying to convince us of the fraud that occurred. I already believe there was fraud that occurred. Uh, the challenge is we now need to have an attorney general and a governor who will sign legislation and fight with us to make sure that the election in 2022 and 2024 is fair. We don't have the ability to unilaterally overturn the election. Just a can. Do you think there was widespread fraud or just a few instances? Uh, I think there was widespread fraud. Um, and I think we are going to see more and more data that comes out as Justice Gableman continues his investigation. But it's up to the people of Wisconsin to decide who they want to lead their state. If they want to have Tony Evers and Josh Call, who have obstructed the investigation and a fair election in every way they possibly could, that's what they can vote for in November. I think we have a better remedy with candidates who will say that we'll pass election integrity investigation, election uh, infection, we will pass election integrity legislation, we'll follow up on the findings from the nonpartisan audit bureau and will who have all found that there were problems. The Democrats still have not yet admitted that there were any issues with the 2020 election, and every investigation has shown there were many. So I think we should focus on the solution, which is a new governor, a new attorney general, the ability to have, as we move forward, solutions that can actually become law, as opposed to ideas which, again, are totally untested, never been done in the history of our country. We can't have a legislature decertify an election. Thanks, okay, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Okay, okay, there's widespread fraud, and there's nothing we can do about it. And this guy doesn't know anything. Oh, my well, gosh. Well, no, there is a remedy. The remedy is to vote them out. Yeah, vote them out. <laughs> vote them out <laughs> with the, the fraudulent voting well, system. <laughs> there's another remedy. There's another remedy, and that's what the meeting was about. So the first 45 minutes, we gave him evidence. The last 45 minutes, John Eastman led that discussion. Yes. He's a constitutional attorney he is brilliant okay yes, he is. and he laid out the legal argument why plenary authority rests with the legislature now here's how it works let's say you know he just the speaker Voss just said that he wanted that they passed 17 bills in their state right to for election reform that's all state law to pass a state law you have to have the governor sign and not veto and all that sort of thing okay but this is federal law because this was a federal election and the constitution specifically lays out that in federal law, the final buck, the plenary, the plenary authority lies with the state legislature. The, uh, the, the governor has nothing to do with it and the attorney general has nothing to do with the law. Judicial system has nothing to do with it. In other words, the remedy we laid out right in front of him is the legislature. They have the right specifically laid out in the constitution to make to do whatever they want with those electors so he's making an excuse he's running from the fact that now the ball rests firmly in his court but what's so beautiful about this is the fire we are past the hump it is now openly admitted that there's 
widespread fraud in their state and there ain't no going back now because he's essentially told the public he knows it's widespread wait till next thursday when they get the ballot when they get the um the uh the, the phone the phone stuff that's going to be happening and the, and the ballot um, mules next thursday this place is going this i'm telling you wisconsin is on fire hey you know what and and i have to tell you i want to say thank you to you just for the work that you're doing but i want to introduce everyone that's on the panel and hear from you and the one thing i can appreciate about you dr frank is that you always have a smile on your face which is awesome <laughs> right <laughs> So I, I just well, I want some. We're winning. Of I, course, I'm smiling. We That's are what God. Hey, look, God is at the wheel. I don't know how we would not win when they're right. talking about transhumanism and and trying to move towards the the next <laughs> conquerors of our planet. If you're listening to uh, uh, Harari and all these other evil crap bags that we have, sorry, I use that word. Apologies. Um, but I want to introduce everyone here because everyone's played a part in all of this. And I'll start with you, Draza. Yes. Can you tell everyone about yourself and just introduce yourself and the things that you've been working on, please, please. Sure, hi. Um, so my name is Draza Smith and I'm an engineer by trade, uh, controls engineer per, uh, in particular. And I have been looking at the, mainly focusing on the, on the election analysis of the time series data, which has shown time and time again that it really was a control system and uh, driven to a predetermined set point and we just need to get more we, we need to get acceptance of that in order to, to, to remedy the show that happened and go back to having real elections. And Draza is in the uh, fraud test kitchen. She lives in Colorado as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, somebody who's done, who's presented before the Wisconsin legislature, who's done a ton of analysis and incredible, uh, incredible work in Wisconsin, is one of my favorite people, the lone raccoon, Mr. Jeff O'Donnell. <laughs> Hey Jeff, you're oh, you're muted. Yeah, you got to talk to us, brother. Take the mute button off. <laughs> you're still muted. You're crushing my soul right now. I, I am. Jeff uh, testified. Yeah, there, there you go. There he is. All right. We can hear you now. Oh, you can. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, it's an honor to be here, and and it's it's really great that I can actually call all all of these faces I see friends uh, and know that we're all. Uh, pushing in the same direction, uh, and uh, you know, Draza and I work so close together. There's so many things that I'd like to say about Wisconsin. Much of it was already been said by by Ash and, and Peter. But I, I just want to point out the logical fallacy that was in uh, Voss's statement that I have heard firsthand from politicians, and that is, "Yeah, yeah, our elections are all messed up, but elect me and I'll fix it." <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, you can't fix broken from, elections with broken elections. From, from numerous people. And also something that, you know, one of the reasons that I, I, <laughs> I felt today was a real win was because Voss has painted himself into a corner, meaning exactly. that when a body actually rules, yep, the Wisconsin legislature does have the ability to rescind their electors, mm -hmm. then he is yeah. trapped. Because he has come out and said widespread fraud. I think I'm going to print that out and put it on my wall and, and sign it, have him sign it. Widespread fraud yes. from him. And we've all seen the evidence in, in different ways. It's not like we're, uh, you know, uh, re reacting to third party news. I think all of us have, have seen different pieces. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked certainly with Peter and, and we, we've seen some things that just we couldn't believe when we first saw them here. 
I mean, I mean, uh, the, the the hubris and the arrogance. But uh, uh, anyway, I did, I'm Jeff O'Donnell. In case so, I'm the software data guy uh, for a long, long time, and I work a lot with uh, big data. I guess is the, the what the kids call it nowadays. But uh, and he and he's also so, a Steelers fan. If you didn't see the terrible towel behind him, if you're on the yeah, audio version, yeah, you can't yeah, see it. Yeah. But he is a Steelers fan. Yeah, no. So man after my own heart. Let's go. There's a reason that we've assembled this panel for this show, and that is that, you know, the the news coming out of Wisconsin today is is important. This meeting that, you know, was scheduled for after session was over Um, the the press conferences that came out of it. But the activists on the ground in Wisconsin have been digging, you know, Gableman's report came out. They're digging, digging, digging. They've been foying, uh, uh, you know, email communications between Vogue and, and others, and they've stumbled upon something pretty darn interesting. So we mentioned earlier, um, Peter, you mentioned Michael Spitzer Rubenstein. Uh, Marco Polo USA and Garrett Ziegler have done a ton of reporting on this guy, Rubenstein. Um, Draza, can you tell us a little bit about what piqued your interest about this story today, specifically uh, with, with this Rubenstein character? Yeah, I was I was very fortunate that the the people from Wisconsin have shared their data with me, uh, especially the cast vote records, which we've been doing analysis on vote voter rolls. We've been doing analysis on, and they sh- they uh, showed us some of the some of the FOIA emails that that they've been able to obtain through their hard work. And one of the things that really uh, caught my attention was a web page that was created by this group that Michael, that Michael Spitzer Rubenstein uh, was <clears throat> coordinating. And he actually contacted the election officials in these metropolitan areas and asked ever so kindly in the emails if he could just have access to their people and all of their data that, uh, that handled GIS and all of the uh, population census type data in these metropolitan areas got them in touch with a very skilled group of people that facilitated a website for them that is very surprising and I'm so glad that Dr. Frank is on the phone I'm on the on the call here to see this the website is an interactive map of the metropolitan areas of Minneapolis and Green Bay the map I've seen it shows, I've downloaded the website I know it I've seen it Yeah yeah the map shows every single precinct so the city area is divided up yes. into the precincts, and when you select the yes. individual precincts, it shows you the uh, gender distribution, the age distribution, the race distribution, who had voted, how many votes were coming in by mail, and how many votes had come in by person, and how many were still on the table. And the you know just just like uh, Peter had said before the the total number of those votes that came in and made that F curve, which in one jump took the ratio of votes from a Trump win to a 0.9996 to one ratio, giving Biden just that uh, amazing sliver of a win in that one single jump, all came from that, almost all of them, if not all of them, came from that Minneapolis area that they had this real-time data. And we know it came from the Minneapolis area because when you look at the Congressional District 4 seat for federal, 
they got the equivalent jump. So it had to come all from that area. And sorry to interrupt, guys. I just do have to remind everybody that today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend time outdoors, if you like to climb like I do, uh, Colorado's amazing for that. Uh, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medcare Network, you are covered for as little as $85 a year. Your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, if you use promo code DAILY, that is D-A-I-L-Y, promo code DAILY, you will receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. You can do so at airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. So sorry to interrupt. Keep going, guys. So I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. So last week when, when Gableman's report came out, everybody was freaking out about this guy Rubenstein because we knew that he was in a hotel nearby. We knew that there was... Um, connectivity and information, but I don't know that we really knew exactly what he was doing. And now we know what he was doing. He was tracking the Absolutely. election in real time. That's right. Am, am I accurate? To the minute. It was accurate to the minute. Even if you read the, the emails, it was interesting because he was trying to get access to it and the clerk was saying, well, best we can do is give it to you once a day so you'd have a one day. Was it? And then in a later email, he says, don't worry about it. I don't need you to help me anymore. We have real time access now. Yeah. In other words, yep. he got it externally to her. Jeff uh, Jeff O'Donnell was in that testimony with me that in December, it was like December eighth. We gave uh, Janelle Branch and showed those emails. It was stunning to show the the, the house that stuff. So so Absolutely. we're yeah. So we're we're you, you know we have the data, we have the math, we have the science, we have the we we yeah. have the receipts, we have all of this stuff. Um, Peter's working on 27 different projects in Wisconsin specifically on just trying to make sure that he can gather all that data in. And Dr. Frank, what's the next step? I mean, we're talking, we have a brain Great trust question. here. What's the next step? Yes. What do we do oh, next? Oh, the, the next step is really obvious, and we discussed it today, by the way. So Wisconsin has this really interesting law. The law says if you're in a county that has less than 7,500 people, you can vote any way you want. You don't have to use the machines. And so that so uh, Sean got a chance to get John Smith was there with us today. He stood up, described a little bit about the new system that, that Cause of America has been developing for the new voting system. And there and, and Peter can probably tell you better than I can. There are a number of counties that are already very interested in switching over to that. And just as a side note, I flew in from kansas where i testified yesterday to their house and they've got a bunch of small counties that want to switch over as well and last week i was in nebraska and they have a bunch of counties that are going to switch over to, to all manual as well i'm telling you this whole country is exploding right now wisconsin this happening today couldn't have happened at a better time because it's going to light it's going to help like fan the flames everywhere else we already had the flames coming up but now with this outpouring of of admission by the officials in Wisconsin. It's just going to blow up everywhere. Well, I think that that, that changes a lot of what we're, we're dealing with here in Colorado. I mean, Tina Peters, I don't know how they can hold her feet to the fire and, and keep going with this charade. Um, we found out today that Tina Peters and Belinda uh, Nisley were both um, put on leave without pay today because of the bond that was put on their position. So they were they were basically now told that they cannot get paid in their positions. You know, if it, Tina Peters was elected by the people in her uh, county. And so they're, they're coming down and doubling down. And here's what's coming out of Wisconsin. And I can't help but say to myself, 
Dr. Frank, is that if the people are not heard this time, what kind of danger do you think that places on, on, in our country for us really to have, you know, I call it a tea party moment, but a moment of, of flash mentality that could be really dangerous? I think, I think that's an excellent question. I, somebody else asked me something very similar to that today, and so I got a chance to practice my answer. It's a good All question. Right. <laughs> so we're up to about 60% right now of the population that doesn't believe yeah. that the election, was, the outcome of the 2020 election was real. They think it was fraudulent. That's up to 60%, and that was as of like late December. So it's been several months since you know those numbers are continuing to grow. So my prayer and the reason why I work every day across the country with the grassroots is because we need the grassroots to keep expanding dramatically. I think the faster the grassroots grows through this moment, the safer we are as a country. Because if we dwindle right on the edge, I think that's what will kindle violence and whatnot. If, if the large majority of the people are already convinced that there was, there was there's a massive amount of fraud then it's like it's everybody can say hey chill out we know there's fraud let's don't fight about it let's address the fraud so it's like we need to get kind of past this critical moment there's like a hump right there and i think we're already past it and accelerating which is why i'm very excited that that, that was gone so you know that maybe you know maybe that's a hand-waving answer to your question but i really think that's what this is all about. And it's why what Ash is doing through Cause of America is like one of the most important things in the country. We need to be building the grassroots as, as quickly and as aggressively as we can. And, you know, a perfect example of that is Peter. Guy, you guys, you just have to understand that guy has been slaving in that in the state of Wisconsin for a year. This didn't just happen today out of the blue. You know, I didn't just come in there, Mr. Expert, and tell them what to do. No, no, this is a this is a product of a lot of grassroots work that Peter and others in Wisconsin on the on the ground have just they've just done a remarkable job. And it's supported by the data. So if you look at the the polling that was out in January, I was looking at this today, the polling that was out in January of 2021, yep. it was 40%. 40% of the voting population believed mm -hmm. that there was fraud in the election. We are now up over 60% yep. in just a year. And that is because yes. of the hard work of everybody on this um, live, live stream of people like Peter of the grassroots. They have sorely yes. underestimated the American people and the skills and talents and passions and, and willingness to fight for freedom of the American people. And that will be their downfall. So, so I want to, I want to yes. show you something, Peter. Um, and you've probably never seen this before. I know Dr. Frank, you've seen this because I built this model back in December of 2020 when I was getting torched over uh, dominion voting systems <laughs> and Eric Coomer. Um, and frankly, I didn't start, I'm a subject matter expert when it comes to uh, system architecture. Right. And I'm a math guy. I'm not a Draza Smith math person because she's brilliant. I just want to say that or a Dr. Frank brilliant. But, um, you know, I can hold my own when it comes to data. So I built this model. Mr. Producer, put this model up, if you would, please. Back in 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 uh, December, I built this when I got sued. I took this to Washington. I met with uh, with um, Dr. Eastman, uh, John Eastman. I met with um, a lot of really smart people and walk through this. But this is a model, a very rudimentary model of everything that I pushed together on Dominion voting systems. And it shows where you mail it in and that, you know, the inspections can be done through manual or automation. Um, that's the first, I call it the adjudication process. This is the inspection process. Adjudication is just making sure that it's null or yes, right? And so you cure it, come back, compare, compare records, they have voter registration validation that happens and then verified, and then you go to envelopes. And so all the numbers are where you could have uh, adjustment points which could be made, which are huge risks. And then internet connection, 
um, or having some sort of outside where as you go through the ballots, you can have fake ballots or phantom ballots, put them through the tabulation system. They can be suspended at that point. And then once you verified the votes and in every state, the system went down and came back up, um, that would have to happen in the adjudication process when you know who has voted. So once you've known who's voted, you also know who didn't vote. And by having that ability and outside voter registration, we're talking about Mark Spitzer Rubenstein having access to in real time, that can go back and let's say you had stacks of 20,000 ballots, all they would have to do is feed that information back into the system and bammo, you won. Well, and we know that they did, right? So this, this model that you built is our you know, model of our election system. What, what Rubenstein was doing that we now know based on FOIA communications, actual communications from these people, what they were doing is they were building a, a similar setup outside right. of our election system, a third party app, yes. and they were doing it real quick. It seems like based on the communications, they were doing this real quick as a, as a run up to the election. It was like October, yes. you know, September, October, November. Those email timestamps look to be as if they were, you know, I don't know if they knew something, they didn't know something, but maybe they didn't get through the all the law changes that they wanted or what. But they seem Joe, to have to come me, in and, yeah, go ahead, Peter. Let me do. Let me do you one better. There's a CTCL gentleman that we know his physical description who was in the uh, pit they call it, in uh, the city of Milwaukee, where Claire Woodovog is the boss, and that person had a USB stick and in the pit at the central count yes. there's 11 tabulators they're ES and S machines that CTCL person was witnessed going to every tabulator and sticking in a USB stick yep. and then going to the next one going to the next one going to the next one and first off that CTCL person shouldn't have even been there in the first place um, at all he shouldn't have even been in the building uh, and then another guy from Chicago uh, and uh, we believe we know his name, but I'm not going to say it until we confirm it. And he went down that, that uh, row of 11 tabulators and stick that USB stick in every single one of them. So what do you even need the Internet for? And you've right. got, so you've got ESNS, you've got the machines, you've got Vote at Home, that's Rubenstein and his organization. You've got the Wisconsin Election Commission and Claire uh, Woodall, Bog, Woodall, Bog, I can't remember which name comes first. Um, but you've got this, it's, it's, it's a, this is a conspiracy. This is actually a conspiracy. It's not a theory. It's supported by oh, the, yeah. facts and the evidence. Oh, yeah. Cabal. It's a cabal. Yeah. But, but I, right. Yeah. So we're, I, I gotta tell you, there, we, we have much more information than I want to get, I want to get out there and get on. Dr. Frank, you've been working on a ton of stuff. Peter, I want to hear about these other, these other things that you're working on as well and help support you and get the message out. Uh, Draza, Jeff, I, I want to tell you right now that the reason why I'm winning, I mean, I'm already winning with, with the Coomer case, but the, the information that you provided to me and you continue to provide for me is really um, been super helpful on that case specifically because it, it tells me what's happening in the machines and now I can reverse engineer back to that. So we're gonna have more. We have about 10 minutes before we have to wrap up. Unfortunately, I am speaking in Moline, Illinois, one of the most <laughs> Democrat, environments in the country. Uh, I'm speaking there at six o'clock. So but I want to give you guys an opportunity one by one to, to just take a couple minutes and talk about the hope. I right? talk about how we work the problem because that's what we've done. We've worked the problem collectively and now we're coming together and we're laying all things aside and saying, look, we got this. We got them dead to rights. 
and and what you know g- give the people that are listening the hope that they need not the hope the reassurance that they need that what we're doing is actually going to lead to um, accountability for us across the nation Peter I'll start with you I like to make two points really that would that relate to this is one is next week Thursday uh, is a March 24th uh, Assemblywoman Janelle Branchin is having true the vote Catherine Enbright speaking and uh, testimony uh, testifying before her election committee uh, at the state capitol and she's going to be detailing about the human meals that stuffed the ballots in southeast Wisconsin um, next week Thursday that's going to be huge and the yes. other point I'd like to make to, to booster the morale of the people if we possibly can please 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 vote in person do not use the mail do not use absentee ballots get 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 in there and vote in person and that foils uh the vast majority of their uh election fraud and late in vote the day in person. like it's in the day yeah. hey draza and late in the person. day draza you're up you're yeah. up next thank you hey peter i want to say thank you and god bless you because the work that you're doing is very important and just the, the 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 temperament that you have i don't have that temperament i have a fight temperament like you know the fight or flight i'm just 100 percent fight <laughs> so, so I tend to be from the south side of heaven. Uh, I'll pray for them after we get done taking them out. Uh, so, uh, but I want to give you some encouragement to know that, you know, that God wins, we win. And I just want to thank you uh, for being so faithful to the process and to, uh, for uncovering truth. Thank you. Draza, you're up. Come on. Okay. So we've been uh, evaluating the process of what's been going on at the county level with uh, CVRs, database backups, other things that uh, our grassroots from all around the country have been able to gather up and give to people like me and Raccoon and Dr. Frank and just let us, you know, help them along with the people that are in their groups that that we can, um, that we can do the research on collectively together. And the, the, the big takeaway, we need to educate everyone how the magic trick works and once everybody understands how the cheat is happening to us, we won't, it won't happen anymore. But we got to get everybody to understand it. And it's a combination of the inflated voter rolls that allows a, uh, allows a non-corporeal person to be on the voter rolls and cast a vote. They can cast the vote through the mail-in vote. The people that vote by mail early and the people that vote early in person then give these people that are watching our elections, like like through this uh, web application that Michael Spitzer Rubin signed did, they now see who voted. And I don't need to know your party registration or anything else. There's so much data on us now. They can see how you're posting on Facebook, how what contributions you've made to different political affiliations, and they've already profiled profiled how you're going to vote. So when they see your name that you've that you voted from the electronic poll book, then then they can just create a fandom voter in advance to offset you by an additional mail-in. So don't give them the chance to do that. Vote late in the day as you can. Vote in person. Don't answer any polls to tell people how you're going to vote. Leave it as much of a surprise as you can. And we need to educate people on that while we're working to root it out in the same time. Hey, hey, Draza, thank you very much for all the work that you're doing. You continue to do. And then do you want to... Savant Jeff O'Donnell, you're up. 
yeah, I, I just want to say, I, I'm, I'm extremely optimistic. Uh, that every time that fraud occurs in the past, uh, the, the typical well, say Republican conservative response is we, we complain about it and, and stomp our feet for three to four weeks, and then we move on. And uh, they miscalculated greatly when they thought that we would do that this time. Yes. Uh, I want to amplify what, what Draza said about, about the grassroots. I mean, you know, I, I've got to give a my, my, shout out to my followers. The uh, Raccoon Army was the best army, and, and Draza's followers. Without them, we wouldn't have the data that is necessary that, you know, to figure out what is going on. You know, when you yeah. see something weird in one county, you say, boy, that's weird. You see it in two, that's interesting. When you see it in 20, you got a RICO case. So uh, just, uh, I just, you know, I can't thank the, the people enough. And all I can say is go out and, and, and you know, recruit the gra <laughs> grassroots, recruiting grassroots. Just take what we're, we're, you know, what we're saying, what we're showing you, and, uh, you know, spread the word. Hey, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that, that's awesome. And thank you, Jeff, so much for being here. Um, we've got to, we've got to do this again with this. Absolutely. This panel, great, great panel. Uh, Dr. Frank, you want to give us some, some words of hope? Knock it out of the park. Come on, let's go. Okay. The, the grassroots idea, the reason why it's important is it's evangelism. It's not merely collecting data. We love having the data. Boy, Draza and Jeff, and, 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 and we love collecting the data. It teaches us, but it's evangelism, and it's how we're changing that number from 60% to 70%. So get out there and canvas everybody. A year ago... Uh, when I first was working at the Pennsylvania State Legislature, I was very dis disturbed. I was saying to everybody, God's either going to judge us or he's going to redeem us. And at the time, it was looking to me like God was going to judge us. But if God was going to judge us, I wouldn't expect this to be happening. I was expecting us to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. No way. We're on fire. The country is coming alive. We are growing like crazy. I, I see this as a great revival and God is redeeming our country. And I'm just so pleased and proud to, to know all you guys and to be part of this. This is a, a momentous time in history. Hey, I just want to, I want to thank you. You, you literally just don't stop. You're like the energizer bunny. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I don't it, stop. I go two or three it, weeks at a time and then I get one or two days at home with mm, my kids, but I, I'm doing zooms on those days mm, and then I'm out again. So yes. So okay, I, I want God's blessed me, you know, just doing what God called me to do. So, so this, by the way, is the stamina that is necessary in order to win. This is yes. the commitment that is yes. necessary to win. This is knowing and recognizing that no matter what happens, you stay on this path and God will bless you. Yes. And he is blessing all yes. of us. And he's, he's given you the ability to be the arbiters of truth. He's given you the ability to be the ambassadors of truth and to stand up and use that God given thing that you have, which is your voice and to use all the talents and abilities we have to give back the voice to the American people. So I want to thank all of you guys for coming on, all of you, and we'll do it again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. God bless you all. It is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, awesome. the, the point about the grassroots, we were just sat on a, on a call, and I felt totally outnumbered because you've got, you know, mathematicians, engineers, physicists, and Dr. Frank, you're a technology guy. I'm a journalist, and words are my life. But there's a role for me in this fight, and there's a role for everyone in this fight. God gave each of us skills, talents, and passions to bring to this, to this time, for such a time as this. We're all here for such a time as this, and you're blessed. And like we talked about this morning, you have the greatest privilege in the world if you're awake right now. 
Yeah, and I, and I have to tell you, there's there's some questions that are coming up in some of the comments that are talking about David Clements doing some amazing work with Aaron Clements and, and Dr. Shiva and uh, um, out of Otero County in New Mexico, and they're finding some amazing things uh, out there. They will be on Friday at 5 o'clock. So we will be on Friday night at 5 o'clock. David Clements will be on the show on Friday. I'm going to give him as much time as he needs. We're going to, you know, we're literally just going to light it up on fire and just figure out what they're doing. But they, they are methodically walking through the process. They've seen it done in other states. And frankly, it's bearing a whole lot of fruit. And so we, we want to make sure that you understand that we are definitely going to uh, have Professor Clements on. We are definitely going to. Somebody actually recommended that we talk to Garland um, uh, Favorito in yeah, Georgia. So we will have him on. Um, and look, I want to, I want to spread truth. I want to spread truth. I want to be the ambassador of truth for you as you're the ambassador of truth for me. We all have to stand for each other. Ash, I'll give you the last words. Yeah, no, I, I, you, you said it, you know, we have, we all have, uh, we all have a set of talents. We all have a set of skills that we bring a special set of skills that we, that we bring to this movement. Maybe you're an analyst, maybe you're a tech person, maybe you're a writer, maybe you like to do production work. We're uh, working on a, on a short video to kind of tease the um, canvassing report right now. All volunteer. We've got music people, production people, writers, voiceover talent, everybody, everybody's bringing their skills, talents, and passions. So if you're not, it's time. There's no rainy day. There's, this is it. And we're going to walk door to door. We've talked about this at FECUnited.com. We are literally building teams and those teams of people. And by the way, we did, we, we uncovered a ma massive issue today and we had hundreds of emails <laughs> that came through uh, that we weren't able to get because it went to uh, contacts instead of contacts. So those emails, those never got to us, but we will be returning those calls as well. And across the country, we just want to walk door to door and tell people about what's happening in the fraud and build an entire group of information for us. It's going to be fun. It's going to be definitely fun. fun. All right. So we're out of time. If you like our podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow us on Conservative Daily on Telegram. Guess what? At Conservative Daily. You can follow me at Joe Altman. You can follow Ash at Ash in America. She's on Telegram as well. Please give her a follow. I'm going to have her on as much as we possibly can. Um, we, I also want you to know that I'm on Truth Social. Ha! <laughs> I am so on True Social. I'm not. Thank you, Seth Keschel, for doing whatever you did, hitting the little green button. But I got on True Social, and uh, kind of a great place. You can follow me there as well, at Joe Oltman. Um, you can see us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Sorry I'm doing this fast, but um, i got to get on to the uh, meeting and talking about Ukraine up in Illinois. So you can, if you want to hear us on the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Uh, Max was so much better at this than I am. Uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, share the episode with someone that needs to hear it. Um, and if you need a reminder, when we go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Use the link in our subscription. Sign up for our email list. And so we can talk to you about some of the other things that we're doing in order to save our country. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. And remember, the fight is not won. But the only way we win is if we all stand and fight together. God bless you.